Hey guys, welcome to another episode of T2U. We just want to preface first before we begin this episode. Um, we get pretty heated. Uh, this is actually a topic very near and dear very to dear. us. There's a point, I'm sorry I yelled at you, Zach. Yes? Um, I'm sorry I yelled at you. Wait, this is the intro? Yeah, Sam yelled at me because I was trying to, you know, we were going like well, over I just an had hour. To, I just had something to, I needed to say. Anyways, we, we really get into this Marvel episode. Um, I'm glad I have tissues. I Yeah, you were crying a lot during it. Um, I, I mean, hopefully you enjoy it. Uh, <laughs> we, we, really, we really give it our all, though, because we have a lot of opinions, and I, I feel like we still haven't really fully expressed them um, that well. We need, like, another hour. We need, a, we need another hour just to process what just happened. Um, with no further ado, this is the Marvel episode. Uh, enjoy and uh, try not to cry alongside of us. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of crying in this one. And sneezing. Zach, stop sneezing into I'm, the mic. Hey, you know, I kind of sneeze. <laughs> Hi. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of T2U. I would like to, I was listening to a podcast actually recently. I forget what it was. It was like the nice guy. I don't know. It was the nice guys or something. Um, and it began with them doing this like five minute long introduction. <laughs> that was just like really stupid and annoying because oh. it was just, they just kept repeating the same thing over and over again. Yeah. I just. It seems like one of those things that's just like really big clickbait. Like, why do you when you repeat the same thing? When you just no, not just repeating the same thing, but when you like introduce, you're introducing the introduction. You know, Uh, I don't actually get what you're meaning. You don't get what I'm meaning. I like you're trying. I'm glad you stay in that innocent, innocent, pure world. No, it's not not innocent. It's just kind of like I'm. I just don't know. Nothing wrong with being innocent. It's like a scientist telling like a guy who's a normal guy, just like, oh, you don't know how to cure cancer. (laughs) All right, fine, live in your ignorance. I don't know. You gotta show me. Okay, we don't have the time. Sorry, ignorance. My bad. Live in your ignorant world. Oh, that doesn't feel good. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, it always pisses me off. Uh, So we're just gonna get right into it. Anyways, there's a um, uh, can. Yeah. Yeah. Is coming up. That's a film festival for anybody who stumbled onto this podcast. Yeah, so anyone anything. who has knows nothing about film festivals, this is the creme de la creme, the the bee's knees, the the Johnson the, to uh, uh, Johnson. Yeah, Johnson's Johnson. Hold um, on, I gotta. I'll be right back. You go on, my friend. <laughs> go on. Um, <laughs> Zach just left everyone. I don't know why. But he just left. Uh, anyways, <laughs> we'll keep going. Uh, so there's um, so things coming up in the Cannes Film Festival. I think he just left because he has no idea about the Cannes Film Festival or John or Johnson. Um, so a few things happening. Um, one, of course, we talked about earlier how the new uh, Netflix isn't being allowed to be in Cannes because Cannes has a new rule that it has to be playing in. Uh, in uh, French theaters uh, for a, a period of time before it can be considered for can, uh, and it also it can't it can't be streaming. Netflix or um, France has a rule where it can't be uh, once it's in theaters, it can't be released to streaming for another three months. Three months. So it really hurts uh, Netflix, obviously. Uh, so you won't see any Netflix films this year, uh, unfortunately. But maybe next uh, year. What? Maybe next year? Probably not. Maybe Hulu films, though. I don't know. Netflix just said he's pulling its stuff from from um, from Cannes. But we also have films uh, like uh, the new um, Thunder Road. Uh, my guy Jim Cummings, he directed uh, uh, in one best, uh, I think two years, one best short. Uh, what did Jim Cummings do? In Sundance. He did a short called uh, Thunder Road. Uh, and it won best short at Sundance. Uh, and Were then, you a part of it? I was not a part of it, no, but I, I really loved the short. It was an amazing short. I haven't seen it. I highly recommend it. What? I think, I, I think I've shared it with you a few times. <laughs> but anyways, uh, he went off to do a few other things, but eventually he um, got funding, 
In a matter of seven days on Kickstarter, he got funding uh, to produce a feature version of the film, uh, which I believe won at uh, South by Southwest. It did win at South by Southwest. Didn't he? And remake? now it just got accepted into um, into can at wow. the acid portion, whatever that means. The acid can. I don't know what that means. I think that's where they burn your film. Mm. Yes. Um, also, my favorite. Uh, one of my favorite directors, Anna or Anna Lily Amapour, I'm probably mispronouncing that. Sumi, she directed um, the Iranian vampire western A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. What is she doing um, these days? And uh, and now she uh, directed Blue Moon or Blood Moon, uh, which is going to Cannes. Excited to see that when it's finally distributed. Um, t- uh, which Cannes, I guess, is doing the international distribution. Anyways. Sorry, this is getting all technical for those people who don't really care that much about film. I don't know why you're on this podcast if you don't really care that much about film. Might be because we're talking about Marvel today. Yeah, we're talking um, about Marvel. Yeah, and also Solo, uh, a Star Wars story, uh, advanced ticket sales uh, have already broken the, the, the last record, which was Black Panther, which kind of seems like everything today Marvel. seems to be breaking records. And what started that trend was, was Marvel. Was the Marvel movies. Was the Marvel movies. Because, like, you would have... every Avenger movie seems to be breaking some... Yeah, here's the thing. Something. Like, if you looked at the box office record-breaking, it started off with, like, Avatar or Titanic. James Cameron was, like, the darling boy for breaking records. Mm-hmm. But they were, like, spaced out over years. Mm-hmm. Now it's, like... Like, we build a wall and, like, ba-boom, 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 breaking, like, they could just keep breaking barriers. Mm -hmm. Disney, I think, is getting out of hand, and... uh, Well, actually, just looking at the, um, uh, looking at the category now, the best, the best, the overall uh, best adjusted, or, sorry, uh, domestic for a box office of all time is still Star Wars Forks Awakens. Really? Still Star Wars Force Awakens. What about, and this isn't is Gone Bo- with the Wind on there? Gone, yeah, Gone with the Wind is actually best overall adjusted for inflation. Adjusted for inflation, Gone with the Wind, a movie that came out in 39, um, had almost $2 billion. So it was one, yeah, it was one million, uh, 1.85 million, uh, or $1.85 billion. Uh, and then the best worldwide was Avatar, which is interesting because none of those is Avengers. So, I, I don't, it seems like it's a like lot of the trying, times... But, you know, they're actually... But, if, I mean, if you keep going down, it seems like the best um, opening weekends have been Avengers. Yeesh. Uh, and that seems to be what everyone uh, keeps bringing up. And it was Avengers. <sighs> oh, sorry. Hey, okay, we're going to ignore that. Allergies. Um, That's where I ran off, by the way, too, to get tissues. Okay, yeah. It's allergy season, so it's just the life. Anyways, um, so but, let us get into yeah, Marvel. Yeah, we'll get into the clickbait for the day. Marvel, we'll talk about Avenger, uh, now, Avengers. No, I'm going to get into it right now because I, for viewers at home, I just want to say I am an expert when it comes to Marvel. Mm, but the, not the movies. Not the, well, I mean, I've seen, I think, all of them except for... Um, no, I think I've seen all of them. Yeah. I've seen all of them. Really? Yeah, I've seen all of them. Hmm. Yeah, but I mean, like, when they come out, you know, it's almost like an event. And they do that on purpose. Um, so I've read the comics since I was a wee lad. I started off with Daredevil. Uh, I've also been... Do you see the TV shows, too? I have seen the TV show. I haven't seen all the TV shows. Seen Cloak and Gather Dagger season one. But didn't that just come out though? Yeah, I mean, you can still see it. I'm not that big of a. F- Here's the thing. I've gotten kind of turned off from the whole Marvel thing because now that they're bought by Disney, mm. everything is a conglomerate. Everything is kind of a. There's not a like a. Its own story. Like back in the day, you would you know you were part of Marvel and you would write a story, right? Mm-hmm. Now you have to write a story that makes sense with another story that, you know, also can t- be tied into a movie deal. You have, you know, restraints. Mm-hmm. And as a guy who works in kind of a place where you have to have a lot of overhead, it kind of drags down the creativity. Mm-hmm. It closes the door to, you know, storylines you could probably not, um, you know... 
come up with if you weren't just had a story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think DC in that regards, um, they've allowed... Uh, they've had a little more creativity? Oh, well, I think some of their stories have a lot... I mean, like, in the 80s, they had they oh, allowed... The comics. Yeah, yeah, because, like, they allowed, like, Jack Kirby, the god of Marvel Comics... Jack Kirby, Stan Lee wrote the words, but Jack Kirby is the one who put the face to all your favorite characters. So Jack Kirby, you know, he he needed, he wanted, I mean, he was a creative man. Mm, I heard that. A fun fact about Jack Kirby, he was one of the first people to ever see what was inside the concentration camps. Wait, what? Really? Yeah. That's random. Very random, but like, I'm just saying like, he's a man who's seen some things, and yet he's made beautiful art. Um, but on that same note, um, one of my favorite writers, who also kind of jumped ship, probably not jumped ship, but just, you know, is so famous he can go other places, is Michael, uh, uh, Brian Michael Bendis, who created the Ultimate Spider-Man series. Oh, my deal. Which is uh, practically what the Marvel Cinematic Universe is based off of. He went over, he's over at DC now writing, uh, the Superman Man of Steel uh, series. So what I'm saying is Marvel, I think, they know how to make money when it comes Ew. to movies. People how- are on, like, in the bus surrounded by people sneezing, and you're just, like, blowing your nostrils into their ears. What? Or blowing your nostrils into their what ears. What bus? People listen to podcasts, like on their bus, on the way to, <laughs> on the way to work or whatever. That's true. They're trying to enjoy. And They're learn. trying to just be like, okay, I'm isolated from everything else. Okay, all like... these disgusting people around me, and you're just here, just like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> like, it's... yeah. But if they've fallen in love with our care, like who we are, they. Know I guess that we're being see... honest. We're yeah. being honest. Anyways, uh, this is unadulterated about Marvel making money and stuff. So, anyways, um, so you know, around. You know, the time where they're like, hey, let's get more money, Marvel. Because Marvel, in the 90s, another fun fact about Marvel, they almost went bankrupt. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, they are co- their comics were not selling. Hmm. Yeah, they were in the rut. I-, I guess, I don't know what happened, but Marvel was... Oh, another funny thing I found out was they, in like in the 90s, you know, they're like, oh, we need to make money, so let's start selling our, mo- uh, our like stuff to make movies mm-hmm. and they offered sony mm-hmm. the almost the entire uh library of their characters mm-hmm. for 50 million dollars mm-hmm. and sony was like no we'll only buy spider-man oh, be- because people will only care about spider-man so they bought spider-man for two uh, 20 million dollars wow and now they only have spider-man and yeah. they don't even have spider-man anymore you know? So I'm just saying, like, Disney just has really great business people hmm. who know it how... It seems like uh, this article I'm reading right now from Dean of Geek it, uh, pays that they say it's, it's because of Ron Perlman. Okay, so that's actually um, Kevin Feig. Wait, hold on. Oh, yeah, Kevin Feig. Feig? Yeah. Oh, you know him? Well, yeah, he's on the... In every single one of the uh, Marvel movies. Uh, so he's been a producer of superhero movies wow. for a long time. I wonder if he's a superhero fan. It Actually, it says here, uh, Fe- uh, Feig's love of comics was such that despite his relative young age, he landed the role of producer of Fox Productions, so I guess he was. Wow! Uh, he started as assistant to the producer oh, no. of Lauren Schuller <laughs> Donner. Uh, uh, yeah. Who was the wife of uh, uh, Richard Donner? You know, Richard Donner. this is what I hate is in this podcast, I start off all angry mm-hmm. and then I end up like, like, I bet if I met this guy, I would love him. Probably. Well, he's probably kind of a, a Hollywood asshole at this point. Oh, I hope not. How do you? Oh, don't no, just definitely. say that. Don't definitely. just say that. Definitely. I'm going to attack you. Uh, this actually might Look at come. This. Look at this. Like years also, down the line, wait. this might come and bite me in the in yeah, the butt. So. I'm saying this right now, I'm, Kevin. This Pete. is out of context. He's let's like, do lunch. Let's talk about <laughs> let's it. Let's talk about your next move. Let's talk about, yeah, so, your move, Kevin. <laughs> your move. Balls in your court. Um, by but, the way, he was the executive producer for Spider-Man Two, so I can't not. I can't hate him. 
Yeah, you know? I mean, it's he's like, been a producer, executive producer for basically everything. It's like if you, if you like, you know, you meet the mother of the, you know, the kid who's the greatest kid ever, but you know, she also birthed like this dummy who mm -hmm. ruins your car ever so often. Uh, but you're like, hey, you know, you made one great kid. The main chunk of this is we wanted to go uh, all the way in the beginning uh, with the first phase of uh, Avengers and talk about how our distaste uh, for Marvel has developed over time. You good, Zach? You I ready am, to go? I am. Let's do it. Party on. Here we go. All right. <laughs> so, so, beginning back all the way at first, we began with Iron Man in 2008. 2008, directed by John. Favreau, John who directed uh, movies like uh, The Swingers and um, really nothing else. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He was on an episode of The Sopranos. Mm. You know, that's pretty big. Um, no, so like, I I think that was, you know, everybody was new to this. It was exciting. Mm -hmm. They call this Phase 1. And Phase 1 was Iron Man, The Incredible Hulk, Iron Man Dose, Thor, Captain America, the Uno Avenger, mm. Mar and then Marvel's the uh, Avengers, mm. um, which came out in 2012. Yeah, that was all phase one. That was phase one. Now, that was an exciting time. I just want to say, before this whole cinematic universe happened, to me, as a young Marvel-ette, uh, a Marvel head, Marvel movies are decent. Actually, Marvel movies. They were an event. Mm -hmm. I saw a trailer... And they were very minimal. Like, it wasn't very much. It was just like Spider-Man, you know, like climbing up walls. And then mm -hmm. it, it would pan out, and it's actually a reflection in Dr. Octopus's eyeball. Those were cool. The Spider-Man cool. movies like, were nuts. Those were great. The Tobey Maguire, I think, is still the most underrated. I, we could do a whole thing on that. I think Tobey Maguire. I mean, the third one, I guess, crushed the that franchise. Mm -hmm. Though, I, I did. Here's another thing. I read somewhere... That uh, they were going to make a uh, Spider-Man 4, but Sam Raimi just could not find a good script. Mm. And also, after Spider-Man 3, you're probably... Yeah, you're, probably, you're probably not that much. We can't, and I can't wait to be, go beyond the veil of this, mm -hmm. uh, but Spider-Man 3 made... It was in the records of breaking, you know, breaking those records of yeah. making money. Mm -hmm. So, like, even... I mean, movie producers still like you if you make them a ton of money. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's why they keep making Transformer movies. Mm -hmm. um, if people go to see it, they'll make more. Yeah. So anyways, um, yeah, Tobey Maguire, I think, is and will be for quite some time the best Spider-Man because he has that level of awkwardness mm -hmm. and not disgusting looking. I mean, Peter Parker is a nerd. He's a weird guy, you know? I mean, and Tom Holland... He's awkward, but it's kind of like a cutesy awkward. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least I, I he like looks like he's a kid. I like my awkward to be a little. You know? Yeah. I mean, well, he yeah, he do, he does look like the appropriate age. Yeah. But the thing about the Tobey Maguire Spider Man's is he got out of high school like immediately. Yeah. I mean, Spider Man, and I was saying this before the podcast while we uh, Sam and I were in the green room. Mm-hmm. Very green. Spider Man doesn't. He's not in high school the entire time. There are now 800 issues of just amazing Spider-Man. And in those 800 issues, Spider-Man's in high school for, I think, like 20 issues. Yeah, I was like... Maybe uh, 40. I'm just going to say... No, no, like yeah, no. It was no, it was like... No? Whatever it was, it, it no, wasn't it was, for a long he time. He went into college in issue 30, so he must have graduated... Or 31. Oh. So he must have okay. graduated in like 30. Yeah. So, yeah, he really wasn't in high school for that long. No, it's just people keep doing that because that's when he got his powers, and it's mm -hmm. kind of a cool thing. Like, there's a superhero that's in high school. Or it's relatable. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho, um, so the first phase was enjoyable. It's like, wow, this is cool. Like, all these favorite Marvel movies coming out at once. This is fun. And then phase two came out. Well, hold on. Let's let's stay with phase one for a second. I think, I mean, uh, like, oh, I think, my, I mean. Well, what's, I mean, Incredible Hulk, for instance. Incredible Hulk, not many people realize Incredible Hulk was part of this phase one. I didn't realize it until I looked it up. Yeah, until we just looked it up. Uh, Incredible Hulk, uh, hat, what was, what's his name again? What's the actor? Uh, uh, Ed Norton. Ed Norton. Ed Norton was Incredible Hulk, instead of Mark, Mark Ruffalo. 
Uh, and no, I guess Mark Ruffalo wasn't even in that movie. Yeah, he wasn't. I said instead of. Oh. Um, Mark Ruffalo, of course, comes back in in the Avengers as the Hulk, and I mean, how I feel very bad. I mean, the movie just bombed, and I think the main reason is because no one knows how to do a Hulk movie, because it's not. I guess the the I, I honestly like the Ang Lee Hulk from two thousand. Me do. Isn't that weird? It wasn't that bad. It was very comic booky, and I liked the. I, the editing was kind of cool. Yeah, it was really meta. Like, it was meta. Like, it was shot like it was supposed to be. Like, they had frames. Like, it was in a comic and stuff. And it was... People said it was too, like, poetic. Yeah, I mean, it, there was there was a lot of... In the middle, there was a lot of... Fl- anytime people just throw in a romance, sometimes it seems very uh, hollow. And yeah. Throwing in his get- background stuff. And I, I think, jumping forward a little bit, I, I think of Marvel's did a good job with uh, the Spider-Man Homecoming with the fact that they didn't fluff it up too much with, like, romance. I mean, they did a little bit, but they got rid of, like, they didn't, like, dive into Spider-Man's past as much as, say, no, because the other this... Spider-Man. Uh, what's the the Stupid. one with, uh, what's his name again? Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield, where for some reason Andrew Spider-Man Lozana. is a cool skateboarding dude who is just an outcast. Super cool. Guy, oh, I, I hated that movie. I hated every second and of it. Ha- the second I, one was cool, mostly just because of uh, well, I realized uh, Fox. Yeah, but um, besides the Electro being the supervillain in that whole scene in like the Times Square, it that was rubbed yeah, me was, the wrong way. Yeah, it was not a good rub. It was not <laughs> the worst sort of rub. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Incredible Hulk, Iron Man. It's also interesting. They chose to like basically Iron Man was the core of marbles not captain america you think it'd be captain america but it's probably because iron man has more of a dyne dynamic character you know he's more enjoyable i guess well and it's weird too because as a comic book guy i i really don't enjoy i didn't think the iron man comics were that great Mm -hmm. he was this you know the allure of batman is that he's crazy that's what makes his whole thing cool being a billionaire who runs around beating up insane people also the villains were great for batman mm-hmm. iron man didn't really have that many great villains he had the uh, the iron monger who t- uh, they used for the first villain uh but besides that i mean he he had the mandarin who was all right mm-hmm. i guess as a, a villain he had the melter there was a guy named the unicorn uh whiplash who they used for number two almost his character makeup looked a little snm to me like leather, yeah, very revealing. Wait, in the comics? In the comics, yeah, oh. it's very, uh, very tight. Not a lot of, a lot of skin showing. Ooh. Um, but um, yeah, no, it was interesting, and also like Robert De Niro. I mean, Robert De, uh, Robert, yeah, Robert, Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. Um, yeah, he like. No one really knew who he was, like our, like us. Well, yeah, our age, I guess. And uh, our parents before us <laughs> all thought of him as kind of this drugged-y, used-up guy. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, kind of like Iron Man, who is in the comics, he's a alcoholic, a re- recovering alcoholic. I think Robert Downey Jr. was a perfect match. Oh, no. That was definitely probably that was the best like, thing that Marvel has done, was cast Robert Downey well, Jr. Well, I think all their Iron casting Man. has been, but that was almost... Like, like, way beyond what... That was fantastic casting. Mm-hmm. That cat... Going back to our old episode of Casting Director, whoever casted Robert Downey Jr. should get an Oscar. Yeah. Like, that well, was... First, they gotta make an Oscar for casting, and then... Yeah. We'll give it to them during the Oscar. Maybe maybe that's what we'll do during Oscars uh, season. We'll make our own Oscars. Yeah, we'll make our own Oscars for, for all the things we've complained about. Yeah. But, um, but it finished it off with Marvel's Avengers. And you liked the first one, right, Zach? Oh, I loved it. And I tell you, it was so exciting. It was one of the greatest experiences in movie because everybody was there. You mm-hmm. know, you bought your tickets ahead of time. I think this was before they did reserved seats. Mm-hmm. Um, but all my friends, like, this was still back when I was in high school. Yeah, I was still in high school when this came out. So all my friends were there, like, from the home. Like some schmo I knew from fourth period was like sitting behind me, and like it, it was it was a community, mm-hmm. and we all clapped and cheered when things happened. And I re- I remember this, and I thought this was so cool. 
when Hulk says, you know, puny, after he beats up Loki. Oh, yeah. The, the crowd in all, like, everybody was cracking up. The entire, yeah. I've never been in a theater where everybody the, in that theater was howling. Did and, we go to the midnight premiere of that? I think, um, yes, I think we did. Yeah, we did. Um, and nobody, here's the funny thing, nobody could hear what Hulk said afterwards because mm-hmm. everybody was laughing so hard. Yeah. And now, now, I'm gonna jump ahead. Don't, wait, hold on. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's not jump ahead yet. So the magic Overall, of Marvel. Phase one. Fantastic. From one to, one to ten. It was a pure, uh, one to ten, I would give it a nine. Wow. No, 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 I give it an eight because I actually, I thought Thor sucked yeah thor was kind of stupid thor was dumb. i didn't even I, I honestly didn't see it so it was bad. i have yet to see a thor movie by the way thor ragnarok they kind of started to realize that their uh formula stunk so they sent him into space and made it more 80s mm, yeah because they, they did that with guardians of the Galaxy that was something in out. phase two where they realized oh wait a second let's make everything like the 80s because 80s had great movies yeah so that brings us to phase two <laughs> Phase two, Iron Man uh, three. Iron Man three, probably the worst one. No, actually, Iron Man two is the worst one. Are you sure? Yes, I've seen all. Honestly, of Honestly, the Iron Man movies are not the best. I, trilogy, the first one was good. No. Yeah, as a trilogy, probably out of all these, trilogy wise, Captain America. But in my opinion, I think I'm gonna love the. I love the Guard- Guardians of the Galaxy could be their own thing. And I Guardians wish they of the Galaxy, I have mixed feelings. I for. love Galaxy. I think to me they're they're so far removed from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like well, not from, anymore. Yeah, that's the problem. So now I'm like, yeah, they were on their own playing field, but now they've been brought in. Spoilers. I mean, not spoilers. It's in the trailer. Yeah, but spoilers it, for this the, whole thing. We will yeah, spoil. We're going to spoil a lot. Uh, but Iron Man three was a letdown, and I think I think we both agree. Phase two. Was when we started being like, uh. Yeah, that, I'm looking at it right know. now. This is definitely when I was like, yeah. wait a Captain second. Captain America, I really like the first Captain America because I like history. Ish. And I loved integrating like World War II, even though, I mean, it wasn't really completely like historical. But uh, it was it was interesting to see like historical like cars and things like that. I thought Winter Soldier was pretty good. I did not think Winter Soldier. I think I was the only one. Actually, I think I'm the outlier in that. I think that's when that Winter Soldier for me is when I started not liking Marvel because I saw Winter Soldier, everyone seemed to like it, and I was like, it wasn't. I don't. I didn't because it was all about Bucky, right? Yeah. So I was just like, it. it this well, is when it started getting into its like. It was about Captain post like modern day post uh, Hydra, uh, world. It's 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 a thin. Uh, it's a thin. Uh, Metaphor. I mean, it's like Captain America's like, wait a minute, maybe I don't like the government. Yeah, I mean, it's when it, Captain America went from like a conservative, you know, guy from the nineteen forties, yeah, to a liberal. It's just that's it's when I started a lot of like the big phase two was when a lot of like the long term stuff started being unraveled, and I think a lot of times, well, this the, is, the number two one, it's always kind of boring because it's much more like building up to something. So a lot of Phase 2 was just building up to something. Everything, yeah. And Captain America especially. I think Captain America is the Fall 2 show or like episode or whatever character that they use their movies to like explain what's happening. Well, in Captain America, at least in Captain America Winter Soldier was directed by the Russo brothers. Mm -hmm. Uh, Captain America. first time directing? Yeah, this is their first movie within the Marvel Universe. Okay. So... Like Captain America, that might Sol- be why. <laughs> yeah, Captain America: The First Avengers felt like its own story. Mm-hmm. You know, he was fighting the Red Skull, and it shows how he, you know, came into our world. Then Captain America, from then on, was all basically a interlude to the next Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. Did they do Stranger Things too? No, no, what that else was did they the do? Duffer Brothers. A lot of brothers. No, yeah, the Rousseau brothers did. They directed a few episodes of Arrested Development, Community. Mm. So they they have done they know comedy but mm-hmm. like their Marvel movies are definitely I can once again I can see my money just being slipped away yeah like I'm not uh, but I do want to I will say so my love for these movies started to dwindle but then so like Iron Man three wasn't a big fan Thor the Dark Knight I think I like was dozing off it was so ugh it was not that great Captain America very long for some reason they started. 
these Marvel movies started to get like these big ones, like Captain uh, America and Age of Ultron. They were like almost three hours long. They mm-hmm. started to make them. And Age of Ultron is where I st- when my eyes opened up. Yeah, I, I will say Guardians of the Galaxy. I loved it the first time. I think I saw it like two times, and I'm like, wow, this is great. But Age of Ultron, like I said before, I saw Avengers and I loved it. I had this great feeling. It was an event. It made me laugh. It made me cry. Well, not really. But I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I went in to see Age of Ultron with the expectation of having that same joy. And nothing clicked. And I and I was a part of that laughter with when the Hulk smashed Loki, right? Yeah, you were. I laughed. I was with them. I felt like I was crying. a community. Yeah, I thought it was really funny. I was not. I did not laugh with people. Well, the sad, the saddest thing about Age of Ultron is that was also the great thing about Avengers, directed by Joss Whedon, who we love. We're uh, Buffy fans. Buffy, Doctor Horrible, Firefly. Yeah, he, I mean, he was he was a cult director, amazing, uh, and a writer as well. Uh, Toy and Story. He, he directed Toy Story. No, he wrote Toy Story. Really? Yeah, he was part of the writing team for. Toy really, Story. I didn't yes, know sir. that. Yes, sir. But anyway, he also directed uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron, and apparently. He had like a psychotic breakdown. Maybe not. Psychotic really, breakdown, I didn't know about this. But he had like a breakdown writing it. I remember oh. this like when the, the build up before Age of Ultron, or at least I, I remember like after watching it and like being like, "What happened?" Yeah, it's, it know? wasn't fun. I mean, and I, 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 I like read that he was like re- under so much pressure, and he was like, "This is the last thing I'm ever like." He well, was just like he was so stressed out about it because this. I mean, the Avengers is what ties everything together. And exactly when we were watching it, it was it was just building up. All I remember about it, literally as soon as it, first thing that comes to mind when I hear Avengers Age of Ultron, I just think of lifting that giant rock up into the sky for some reason. Yeah. And like by like cuz I guess he was trying to push up the rock and then drop it to explode. Um he was trying to do the... Actually, I just realized he was trying to do what Thanos was trying to do. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Avengers... But on are, an earthly scale. But also, Thanos... You remember how quickly Thanos... Oh, sorry. Spoilers. Whatever. We already said. Thanos just quickly crushes the moon in Avengers and then does exactly what, yeah. what he was trying to do that whole time. Yeah, I just realized that's really true. He kind of just did that is... in like five seconds. He just crushes the moon and throws all the pieces at it. And then the whole entire movie is just trying to stop that one thing from happening. But anyways, hey. yeah, but, like, it was, I like, Ultron wasn't even that interesting. Well, he was fine. The thing I didn't like was that, I mean, he was built from Tony Stark because they hadn't introduced Ant-Man yet, mm-hmm. who had um, Hank Pym, who was, in the comics, the inventor of, of Ultron. Mm-hmm. And Hank Pym's not a funny kid. He doesn't have an allure. Actually, Hank Pym is this asshole who actually beat his wife once. So, yeah, Hank Pym is not a great guy. Wait, who is this? Hank Pym. Is that Ant-Man? <laughs> um, he was the original Ant-Man. Okay, yeah. But they decided to go for a young... They decided to go for the second Ant-Man, mm-hmm. uh, Scott Lang, who's played by Yeah, that was Paul interesting Rudd. how they did that in the Ant-Man movie, how well, they actually referenced the first one. And they're going to do that with the uh, Captain Marvel movie, too. Oh, really? Yeah, because there's two Captain Marvels. There's Captain Marvel... Mm-hmm. And then there's uh, Car- uh, Carol da- uh, Don Danov Davis. If I was in a comic book trivia, they would not allow that. Mm. Darvis, Carl Darvis. <laughs> Two thumbs up, und- undecided. The bo- the movie podcast uh, where you get to hear them <laughs> mispronounce <Mispronounced> everything, <laughs> cartoon characters, or everything, yeah, literally everyone. Um, <laughs> but it is weird how Ant-Man, um... No, I, I thought that movie was unfunny, too. I thought that was a really sad... Wanted... It was weird. Looking at Phase 2 now, the <sighs> only movie that holds up is Guardians of the Galaxy. And then everything else is just junk. And like, I... Ant-Man, Avengers, huge letdown. Captain America was kind of a letdown. Avengers, huge letdown. And then I, I think I was, like, convinced to see Ant-Man, because at this point I was just like, I don't think I like this Marvel thing anymore. <laughs> and then so, someone brought me to see Ant-Man, and I watched it. And that's the worst thing, in my opinion, about Marvel, yeah. is I watch it, and I'm like, this movie isn't good. I, but, then you time... leave, but then you leave, and everyone Loves you're it. going with, everyone's just, you have to, like, if you don't like it, 
You are a fool. I think, and it's just that's how I felt with Ant Man. The people I saw it with were just like, oh, "That was such a good movie. I'm excited for the next one." And I was like, I, I didn't. It was kind of the same as the other ones. Like also, it was, it was the same. Like he's like a, a random guy, kind of like um, I'm trying to see if they were actually. I guess he was the only one that he was just an average dude. But I guess it's like the same as like so many other superhero movies. There was nothing unique about it besides the fact that he was small. And there was well, I mean that's I mean you could have you could have made that movie into a I I liked it how they were originally going to go for it, which was this horror-esque movie, which was going to be directed by um the guy Ed, Edgar Wright. Who oh, directed, really? Yeah, who directed Scott Pilgrim. Oh, that'd been interesting. It would have been really great, but Edgar Wright, you know, an auteur, mm. was uh he didn't Disney, being the conglomerate they are, didn't like the way that his vision wasn't in the same vision as Disney. Mm. So they parted ways. I'm looking at the like the, the, the back, like the feature films of a lot of these directors who directed for Marvel. They're very... They're not good films they directed before. Well, I, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at the director, the director all... of Ant-Man is Peyton Reed. Who did Yes he Man. Did, yeah, he did Yes Man. The... He did Bring It On. I mean, you might think those movies are good. I don't know. But, like, they're not... They're not the... like, And they also did some TV shows. Well, it's weird. A lot of these people who directed these movies are all indie directors. Like, John Favreau, he's an indie guy. Um, James Gunn, he, in my opinion, he had the same... Like, you know how Peter Jackson, before Lord of the Rings, did all these really B-movie... Like, really great B-movie movies? Mm-hmm. And then he somehow got a bunch of money to make one of the greatest trilogy of all time. That's the same with James Gunn. James Gunn did a... He worked with Troma. You know Troma? No. They did Toxic Avenger, Class of Newcomb High. Wait, John Favreau? Who... What did, what did he direct? I just... T- Swingers! Yeah, but what did he direct in the, in the Marvel world? Iron Man! He directed Iron Man? I, yeah, we've been talking Are about sh- it. James Favreau. Oh, James Favreau. Okay, so I looked at John Favreau, and I saw he died in the 60s, and I was like, <laughs> uh, are you sure? <laughs> but James Gunn, see, that's why I think I like James Gunn stuff, is he comes from, and maybe this is a personal thing, he comes from that kind of indie speaker-on-voice. Hmm. Like, he worked with, you know, these indie people who all they care about is, let's, you know, we will get the money back, but it's more about your voice. Hmm. Kind of thing. Like, he did Slither. He did Super, which was an IF. Uh, See, I like that movie. And I, I think Super is why they gave him this movie. Well, are, so what did, he, what did he direct? James Gunn? Yeah, what did he direct in the Marvel world? Oh, he he did Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Gotcha. And Josh Whedon, of course, I think they just gave it to him because, well, it's funny. I mean, some of these, some of these people have done superhero movies. Mm-hmm. It's a mix of things. Like Ant-Man, the guy really hadn't done anything before. And then uh, John Favreau, he, I guess he did all this other things. But it's so weird. Actually, I'm starting to realize, in a way, it, they, well, okay. They, I, I'm starting to see so, uh, a little bit of a, 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 trend? a trend here. So all these directors are indie directors. Mm-hmm. None of them have directed well, like Well, Ant-Man director wasn't really an indie director. Yeah, but I'm like most of them are. Like John Watts who did Spider-Man Homecoming, he directed this uh, indie movie called Cop Car with Kevin Bacon. Mhm. He um and then help me out here, the guy who directed Thor Ragnarok, Taika Waititi. He directed one of my favorite indie movies um what we do in the shadows? Oh yeah, the vampire movie. Mm-hmm. Great movie. I, I thought that movie. I, I was wondering it's now a TV why. Show. Is it really? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, I think. I mean, all the in Ryan Coogler, Coogler, who did Black Panther. Mm-hmm. I mean, hats off to him. He's directed only three movies, and all of them have made millions of dollars. You he have, directed. He did Fruitville Station, with Michael B. Jordan. He did Creed with Michael B. Jordan, and then he did Black Panther with... Wow. Um, yeah, he's probably the biggest, like... But those movies were indie movies. Like, he started off in the uh, indie business, and now it's like 
it's now like Hollywood is doing the reverse of what the 70s did, where uh, they gave these, you know, indie directors a bunch of money to make their own movies. Mm -hmm. It's like Marvel is finding these indie directors and then saying, hey... Make our movies. Make our movies. <laughs> and you can't really argue with a billion dollars. No, you can't. So it's like, oh, man. It's like your voice is there. Yeah. But your voice also has to be a little bit, and you it, know, It's also interesting. Every so often you have to put in a Marvel, you know, you have to put in a Marvel joke in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is probably, they based it off of Joss Whedon's joke writing thing. But, like, um. You think that, actually, that was, that was. What you just said, it seemed like you were just saying that as a one-off line. Well, you, yeah, I mean, you think the whole entire Marvel I think joke they, thing is from Josh Joss Whedon? Yeah, I think, I think Joss Whedon. You know what? I created that one-liner joke thing because that's exactly what was in Buffy, and that's what he added in the Avengers. But it's weird because and it's like these it, little things that, like that. I guess that's what they're maybe hoping for is they get all these like a tour directors and say make our movie, but like have a little bit of like make it kind of your own. And then hoping that one of the things they do becomes canon in their films. I mean, that's what Joss Whedon did, but then he went nuts with uh, Avengers. So anyways, I think we should move on to Phase 3 then. Phase 3 is when it started. That's where so I was like... So Phase 2 at this point, what is your ranking? Uh, that's where that I, I give that now a 6. You give it a 6? I'd give 6. it a 5. 5. I'd give it a 5. 6. So 5. I went from an 8 to a 5. Uh, and, now, and now we're in Phase 3. Yes, phase um, three. My eyes are uh, like wide open. I get, I just got a college. My hatred for yeah Disney has. I think by this point, you know, Star Wars Force Awakens. Yeah, now at this point, everyone's starting to do what Marvel is doing. Yeah, or trying and failing sequels and sequels and sequels. They just approved a uh, Robbie the Rabbit or whatever Roger the Rabbit two. Roger, yeah. What is that? Is that Disney? It's not whatever it is. They're making a second one, even well, though the first one uh, failed. Yeah, well, it made money. I mean, I, I I heard it did pretty well or pretty poorly. I'll check that up though. But Annie Hoot in the Blowfish. Um, so now things are coming together. Phase three is leading up to the Avengers: Infinity War. You have movies like Captain America: Civil War, which was super long. I thought it was not half bad. Uh, Doctor Strange. Was in the same line as Ant Man for me, where the character didn't need a. It, it you, you had those little jokes, mm. like comedic jokes that I just did not think were warranted. Like the cape flying into his face, and you know his sidekick being kind of a dunce. Um, and you're and I'm sitting in the audience just looking around, and people are laughing. I'm like, this, this isn't funny. And I I hope I'm wondering if if it's. And I, I think sometimes, is it because I'm getting older and I'm becoming more cynical in my, my view? I just, I I do laugh when it is funny. Mm-hmm. And I found, because this is phase three, we can talk about this, I laughed at Guardians of the Galaxy. That was funny. Mm. Spider-Man had a nice range of funniness. Uh, inv- the Avengers Infinity War, I thought had a nice... Except for the second viewing. Yeah, I But didn't... Thor Ragnarok, that's the thing, is they realized their formula stunk for the first two. The Thor, and then yeah. they're like, wait a minute, I know it works. Let's throw in a bunch of jokes. Yeah. Let's make this just a comedy. Um, And that's why Thor Ragnarok, because it kind of was the, lo- like, they went for those kind of one-off jokes. Yeah. I never actually didn't see uh, Thor Ragnarok. Uh, first off, it was Peter Rabbit is what I'm talking about, and actually it did pretty well at the box office. See, there you go. Uh, It made $300 million, uh, but I heard from a bunch of people the movie sucked, but I mean... Who who do you know who went in... Who who do you know who went in and saw Peter Rabbit? Who do I know? Yeah, who who do you know that Uh, went in and saw Peter Rabbit? I don't remember the people's names whenever they tell me this stuff. I normally I, I just I they they just told me it's I don't know right. I forget their names, um, um but so but also like uh what was I about to say oh yeah so uh Captain America Civil War that was basically like uh Avengers uh two point five uh because it was I mean it was it had all yeah, the Avengers bit, in it yeah Doctor Strange at this point I kind of clocked out uh oh, I saw can... I didn't see Doctor Strange. Uh, didn't see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Very good, by the way. The only way, reason I saw Spider-Man 
The only reason I saw Spider-Man was because um, uh, I had free tickets. Um, and I really enjoyed Spider-Man Homecoming. It was fine. At this point, also, I already really developed. After Phase 2, I was just like, wow. They're really just... I just don't... And then, and then, and then I see movies like... Um, like, a lot of the movies are just... It's just... It feels like a hook. Yeah. Like, they're just... Okay, let's, it's all building up to you seeing Avengers. All of it. It's all of it building up to a big box office hit. And it's just so mind-numbing, because, like, most of it, if you look at the, the... There's nothing really different about the movies. I mean, it's all typical superhero movies. The same thing that it's been. For There's nothing really new about the movies. The only real difference, I guess... Is they was they started throwing in '80s hits to it? Yeah, That's it. that was the thing about uh, ever since Guardians of the Galaxy, they're like, wait a second, let's make like Thor Ragnarok had an '80 vibe, Spider Man had you know '80 references, Guardians of the Galaxy two, of course. <coughs> I'm getting allergic to this Marvel. Uh-huh. And then to cap it off, though, the thing that we've been waiting for since 2008 was the Avengers Infinity War. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we saw it a few I days ago. I really liked it the first time I saw it. I thought what they did with Thanos was fantastic. Where instead of him appeasing to this cult, you know, to kill half the universe, he just wants, he's just like, there's too many people. Mm-hmm. There's too many people. Let's get ha- rid of half of them. Yeah. Um, very simple plan. But um, the second time through, I started realizing the jokes were pretty dumb. And I mean, the jokes I, are the same old, same old jokes. Yeah, they're the same old, same old, like, you know, um, like, you know, Tony Stark will say something, and then Drax will say, um, like, we're here to take words and, uh, we're here to kick words and take ass. Yeah. And oh, yeah, and Drax long, says something s- stupid. And, th- and, like, this group of people behind me are just like... Yeah, and also whenever uh, uh, Iron Man says something that is funny yet belittling to someone else, and he's just like, "Hey, stop talking Squidward to the to the whatever." Yeah, you know, it's, it's like, just I, know, like oh, I know SpongeBob. I know SpongeBob. <laughs> These writers are hip. That's... They're hip with my culture. <sighs> yes. Um, so, anyways, yeah, it. I mean, it was cool how the fact that they actually ended with a bad guy winning. I loved it. Um, I, I tell you the truth. I hope there's no more Marvel movies. That's my review on it. I hope they just end I, it. Say your theory on oh. on Avengers: Infinity War because I think this is genius. Oh, genius! I think so. Okay, so uh, I was coming away from uh, the second viewing of uh, Avengers, and I called Sam because I was like, "Wait, this makes a little." I think Thanos is a a, a metaphor for Disney and what they're doing to culture uh uh, thanos is trying to collect all the stones all the the powerful stones of the universe like disney's doing with 21st century fox uh marvel star wars um they have other stuff i think they have miramax you know they've had miramax they have all these different corporations Mm -hmm. and now thanos using the infinity stones is trying to destroy, uh, ha- like he, they're trying to destroy kind of what we used to love, so they mm-hmm. can make way for for something new, for something new. And I like that. It's kind of a conspiracy theory in my uh, what I think. Like Disney is Disneyfying all our all the things we've grown up with and making it plain and you know the same. Mm-hmm. And in a way, deteriorating it, which is what Thanos did. You know, he he made things disintegrate. Um, so and, basically, and sorry, through, because of with Thanos's same philosophy, Disney, I think, because they're ruining all these beloved things, I think this will be a great way for new upcoming directors mm-hmm. and writers to make their owns. Because they're like, wait, this is the same. This is boring. I hate these, what they're doing with all these companies and all these, it's all the same. So let us 
make new things. Mm-hmm. Let's not make a Star Wars ripoff. Let's do something new. So Avengers is very cognizant about the fact that they're just repeating what always has been done, but making huge profits off of it. And the fact that I, I think and, they're and Thor or uh, Thanos represents Marvel taking all that power and actually just just killing everything. Yes, but in that same in my uh, conspiracy, that means I think what Thanos is doing is correct. True. I think it's I, it's weird. And in that same sense, I think Disney is creating. I don't. They're definitely. I don't think they're doing this on purpose. I don't know if there's a deep. Hollywood, you know, a dark, uh, like, what is it, like, a deep Hollywood that there's something secret going on where they plan this, but I think Disney is undoing their own, they're creating their own demise. So, if, if Marvel, first off, we know they didn't, they're not ending with this movie because they already have, uh, Ant-Man, the Wasp coming out, Captain Marvel coming out, and and also a new Untitled Avengers movie coming out next year, so we know it's not, so, you know... But, but start the revolution. If, if, and I, I, I don't like what, they, they always do Avengers and then they instantly go to Ant-Man. Ant-Man <laughs> is just like, it, it's it's like, like boom and it's like a huge boom and then it's that little dribble out before. Oh, I think it's like supposed afterwards. to be a, bre- a breath of fresh air. It's like, oh. Yeah, it's just like really fun. Like, oh, that was, that's just a really typical superhero movie. Um, and honestly, I think that's kind of a smart planning move, but. Oh, their business strategy is... Oh, their strategy is great. The way they order things and stuff. If this was a business podcast, I would be praising Marvel. I I would be praising Disney. I'd be like, I love... We would be talking about all these business and lawyers. I'd be like, wow, the way they strategized and manipulated Mm -hmm. the public audience to laugh and to go and see these movies. Fantastic. I love it. I mean, it's... it's They've taken my money, so also, it's worked. They're also planning a Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which would be really interesting with Which I will go see. Aurora, or whatever her name is, that died. Spoilers. What? Yeah, well, I mean, here's the thing about the... They're all gonna come back. Oh, That's the thing. So? I don't... Oh, yeah, definitely. Everybody's coming... Oh, yeah. No, she died legitimately. Well, I mean, they. who knows? Well, here's the I thing. I mean, everyone's kind of disappeared. That's... So, like, if... They might do a reverse thing. Yeah, I think... And I think the, the answer to, like, what happened at the end, yes. it makes sense. Like, it's... Uh, we know what's going to happen. Doctor Strange knew what happened. Yeah, he saw the Because he was universe. the one that gave the stone. He saw all the things. He found the one reason. That was just an obvious, just like... So it has something to do with Doctor Strange. And I'd be more interested in if there was a Doctor Strange movie after Ant-Man, like what? if there's another Doctor Strange 2, because it doesn't seem like they have anything planned, but that, like, he seems like he would be the savior of the universe if that was the case. But Captain Marvel is. I guess so, I don't know, we'll see. I'm but, really excited for the next one, just because I love the, that Marvel, but, like, I don't like these in-between movies, like the Ant-Mans and the... It's it's weird for me, because if I look at the individual films, they some of them are pretty good. But when I'm looking, and if you also just look at everything as a whole from a business standpoint, genius. But my problem with Marvel, and the reason why I don't pay for tickets anymore, is majority of the movies, actually all of the movies, are the same. They're the same in the fact that it doesn't, it doesn't do anything unique oh. with the superhero franchise like you look at the, the the last great truly great superhero movie was christopher nolan's dark knight and that did something that was not just it didn't have to do with very surface level well, they... romance uh throwing a romance in there there's a bad guy and it has to build up to something. It was like a crime a big movie. Thing. It wasn't a superhero movie. It was. It was a. It was a crime movie. Exactly. They like, took the bad guy. Just so happened to be the bad guy and the the hero. Just so happened to be iconic superhero. It wasn't just a crime and, movie though. It was about like what does philosophy. it mean to be? It was like a philosophical. Yeah. It it had so much more internal value. And Marvel has tried to do that with like say Iron Man and things like that. Well, and but I, then and, you look at Iron Man. And you see how, like, there's just so many different things going on that you don't really... It, does, it doesn't do a good job of funneling and focusing on just Iron Man. They try to touch on that in a movie, but then the next second there's another issue over here with another character, and it's just like there's so many I different think, things. I think they've done it with a few of those. Like, uh, you have 
Spider-Man Homecoming where this guy who just got laid off, you know, finds a way to overtake the, you know, back. And then you also have Black Panther with Michael B. Jordan where he's like, yeah, you left me, you killed my dad or something like that. They humanized the... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, that was it. And then uh, and then Thanos' whole thing is my favorite, where he he gives examples. Here's the thing I love, and I think they're gonna. Seems like you like Marvel. You're like now no, praising them. No, I'm just I'm. I said I did not like Black Panther, and I didn't like Iron okay, Man. Well, continue and I, your thing. Continue what you. Well, were no, saying. I don't dislike. I I just find them all like you said. I like. I think they're all the same. Uh, but Thanos to me was different because in the movie. See, like, in Black Panther, they tell him and they give examples about how their philosophy is wrong. And in Spider-Man Homecoming, they show how it's wrong. In Avengers, and I love it, this is the one thing I think they did, this is why I like this Avengers movie, is, uh, no one, really, uh, he gives examples of how his philosophy works. He tells Gamora, he's like, I killed half your planet, but now they're a utopia. Mm-hmm. And, he, and then he's like, I tried to do the same thing for my planet, and now look at them. They're all dead. It's like, wait a minute. It, it seems like your idea works. And everybody, you know, the, I mean, being alive is is being good, but that's really their... It's like, wait, I just don't want to die to save the world. True. People aren't. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying it's correct. I just. I'm just seeing that uh, it looks like Thanos's plan is maybe. And, and I think that's also what my it's just issue a with Marvel is in general. Ish. Is it's great business, but is it good? Is it good that all these things are just doing the same thing over and over again? I say no. I say no. I. I. It's, I think we should. And to talk about we should everything. Probably, hold on. It's like <laughs> to talk about. What um, uh, what you were just saying before, um, Black Panther? Yes, they humanize all of the all of the villains. I agree, they do a good job of that. They're not just blanket villains, you know. But still, in that regard, Black Panther, for instance, I think we've talked about this earlier. Black Panther has so many different things going on in it. That if they just focused on the villain and like just focused on that that like humanizing each character, it would have been so much more enjoyable. But they had to create the world, create all the characters, create a random romance that I still don't really understand too much, or it just seemed very surface level. They had to create so much in one movie, and it was just so forced. That 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 you can point out cool things about each of the movies about like well, isn't it cool that they like did this one thing, but I'm talking about the movie as a whole was just so scattered and all over the place, and I do think Avengers: Infinity War did a good job of of having all these characters in one movie, but the only reason why it worked was there was nothing else to it besides just the Thanos story because they were already able to squeeze everything into one movie before and i don't know it, and it, and all like the movies it everything was leading up to this so we already kind of knew what he wanted i mean we already knew his character we knew he was bad guy so like black panther and all these other movies they had to squeeze in a lot also there were a lot of characters that's the other thing is there's too many characters like the Spider-Man movie, it's just you know Peter Parker, Peter Parker's friend is love, and the bad guy. You know, it's not much. While everybody else has like a kingdom, and it's all these huge movies. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, I think we should just leave it on. Do we think Mar- what Marvel and Disney is doing is correct? I say no, and my thought on that: I like eating McDonald's. Is it good for me? No. And that's what I think of the Marvel okay. universe. I think we should end with that. Yes. Uh, so let's. Uh, I think we're gonna. We're just gonna end today with the the reading. Yes. Because uh, we have a long episode today. Um. So we'll just end with the reading, and we'll talk about movies we've seen uh, next episode. Yeah. Or we. Can, or we could just do a little like, side uh, thing just about a it. Quick. Yeah. A little yeah. little quick episode. So later. here's the reading. This is from Charlie Chaplin's My Autobiography. We are on page 10. We are still in the prelude. We're on the second page. On the second page. Here we go. 
I was hardly aware of a crisis because we lived in a continual crisis. Ooh, that rhymed. <laughs> crisis with crisis. And being a boy, I dismissed our troubles with gracious forgetfulness. As usual, I ran home to mother after school and do errands, mm. empty the slops, and bring up a pail of fresh water. Then hurry on over to MacArthur, uh, McCarthy's and spend the evening there. Anything to get away from our depressing garret. And there you have it. Hmm. And then as for the movie this week, I think because we watched the same movie, um, Dead Man by Jim Jarmusch. We watched that yesterday. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. It features, it's very minimalistic. Talk about a very minimalistic uh, Western. Yeah, I mean, it fades black like a bunch. Yeah, I, that's kind of his like his style. Yeah, it was interesting. I don't really. It, I want to watch it again. Yeah, it was it was John Johnny Depp before he got weird. So he was just a normal actor at this point. He, 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 I wouldn't he, really recommend it honestly. It was kind of a slow. I recommend it. It was it was just a western, typical western. Typical what? What are you talking about? It was not a typical West. Well, it was the but it was the storyline was the I mean, fact that he was, was on the run the from a bunch of band bandits. Yeah, because he killed a guy. Yeah, that's what a West. It's very Western story plot, but it was shot differently. But it's a Western story plot, you know. Oh. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't recommend it. It was. Um, it had. It was like the the music was guitar like very slow guitar. Um, yeah, it was kind of. Electric guitar, yeah. Well, I disagree. 